Chapter Eight of the Outdoor Girls at Rainbow Lake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Outdoor Girls at rainbow lake by laura lee hope a hint of ghosts who can they be it sounds like more than one anyhow they can't get out it was betty who said this last grace and molly having made the foregoing remarks and betty had no sooner detected the presence on the gem of stowaways then she had pulled shut the sliding door leading into the trunk cabin and had slid the hatch cover forward fastening both with the hasps they'll stay there until we get an officer she explained probably they are tramps oh betty it was a startled trio who cried this well maybe only boys admitted the little captain as a concession they may have come aboard intending to go off for a ride in my boat and we came just in time they hid themselves in there that's what i think about it and you are exactly right betty unexpectedly exclaimed a voice from behind the closed door that's exactly how it happened we're sorry we'll be good dot any tandy came in childish accents from another of the stowaways the girls looked at one another in surprise then a light dawned on them don't have us arrested pleaded another voice with laughter in it that's will cried grace and frank haley added amy and paul spoke molly little brother are you in there they listened for the answer s ice here who got any candy the boys put him up to that whispered grace betty slid open the door and there stood will and frank with paul between them the boys looked sheepish the child expectant i ought to put you two in irons spoke betty but with a smile i believe that is what is done with stowaways couldn't you ship us before the mast asked will with a chuckle that is the very latest manner of dealing with gentlemen who are unexpectedly carried off on a cruise unexpectedly asked grace with meaning certainly went on her brother we just happened to come aboard to look over the boat 
Frank and I. Then Paul wandered down here, and before we knew it, we heard you coming. For a joke, we hid under the bunks and thought to give you a little scare. We didn't think you were going for a spin, or, but when you started, we just made up our minds to remain hidden until you got far enough out so you wouldn't want to turn back. That's what stowaways always do, he concluded. I'm glad you do things as they ought to be done, remarked Betty, swinging the wheel over. She had changed her mind about going ashore after an officer. Got any candy? asked Paul again. Do give him some if you have any, begged Will. We bribed him with the promise of some to keep quiet. Surely he has earned it. Here, said Grace impulsively, as she extended some to the tot, who at once proceeded to get as much outside his face as into his mouth. Then she added rather sternly, I don't think this was very nice of you, Will. Betty didn't invite you aboard. Oh, that's all right, said Betty good-naturedly. I'm glad they're here now. Let them stay. I'm so relieved to find they aren't horrid tramps. Besides, the motor may not moat, and we'd need help. We will make them work their passage. Aye, aye, sir, exclaimed Frank, pulling his front hair sailor fashion. Shall we holy stone the decks or scrub the lee scuppers? You have but to command us, and he bowed exaggeratedly. You may steer if you like, said Betty graciously, and Frank and Will were both so eager for the coveted privilege that they had to draw lots to settle who should stand the first trick. For Betty's boat was a beauty, and the envy not only of Will and Frank, but of every other boy in Deepdale. So it is no wonder these two stowed themselves away for the chance of getting a ride in the fine craft. Let's go down as far as one of the lake islands, suggested Will, who was now at the wheel, his turn having come. Can we get back in time? asked Betty. The river is high now after the rains, and there's quite a current. Oh, the gem has speed and power enough to do it in style, declared Frank. We'll guarantee to get you back in time for supper. All right, agreed the captain, who had gone into the cabin with the other girls. And perhaps we can pick out a good place to go camping, added Grace. 
the boys directed the course of the boat while the girls looked after paul we must stop at some place where there is a telephone said molly and i'll send word to mamma that paul is with me she may be worried yes do suggested betty a little later the girls saw that the boys were approaching a dock the main one of a small town just below deepdale where are you going asked grace of her brother going to tie up for a minute frank and i want to make amends for sneaking aboard so we thought you'd like some soda there's a grocery store here that keeps pretty good stuff oh yes i know mr lag exclaimed molly Barry lag is his name he's real quaint and jolly then let's go ashore for the soda ourselves and meet him suggested grace i am very thirsty what is mr lag's specialty line of jollity she asked molly oh he makes up little verses as he waits on you you'll see was molly's answer i often stop for a little something to eat when i am out rowing he is a nice old gentleman very polite and he has lots of queer stories to tell has he dot any candy inquired paul eagerly oh you dear of course he has cried his sister you are getting as bad as grace and she looked at her chum meaningly will skillfully laid the gem alongside the dock and soon the little party of young people were trooping up to the store which was near the riverfront ah good day to you all good day ladies and gentlemen every one and the little shaver too cried mr lag with a bow as they entered his shop what will you please to buy today if it's coffee or tea just walk this way and with this charming couplet mr lag started toward the rear of his store where the aromatic odor of ground coffee indicated that he had spoken truly we'd like some of your good soda spoke will ha soda i don't know that i have anything in the line of soda no soda exclaimed frank i mean i haven't made up any poetry about that i have about almost everything else in my store let me see soda soda he seemed searching for a rhyme pagoda pagoda laughed betty that's it exclaimed mr lag thank you for the suggestion let me see now 
how would this go if you wish to drink a lag's fine soda just take your seat in a chinese pagoda very good complimented will will dispense with the pagoda if you will dispense the soda ha good again you are a punster i see mr lag laughed genially and soon provided the party with bottles of deliciously cool soda and straws through which to partake of it glasses being voted too prosaic there came a protest from paul who was sharing the treat i tan't get no sody he cried it all bubbles up no wonder you are blowing down your straw pull up on it just as if you were whistling backwards said molly whistling backwards is a distinctly new way of expressing it commented frank i dot it cried the tot as the level of his glass began to fall under his efforts successful this time then having finished that he fixed his big eyes on mr lag and demanded oo dot any candy candy cried the eccentric storekeeper huh i have a couplet about that if you would feel both fine and dandy just buy a pound of lag's best candy that is irresistible exclaimed will trout out a pound of the most select with pleasure said mr lag merrily the young people wandered about the store the girls buying some notions and trinkets they thought they would need on the trip for mr lag did a general business what are all you folks doing around here asked the storekeeper when he had waited on some other customers getting in practice for a cruise answered molly betty here is the proud possessor of the, a lovely motorboat and we are going to rainbow lake soon and camp on an island too added amy i know i shall love that any particular island asked mr lag elm is a nice one remarked will why don't you girls try that it isn't as far as triangle and it's nearly as large it's wilder and prettier too know anything about elm island mr lag asked frank as he inspected some fishing tackle well yes i might say i do and mr lag pursed his lips is it a good place oh it's good all right but and he hesitated 
what's the matter demanded betty quickly she thought she detected something strange in mr lagg's manner why the only thing about it is that it's haunted there's a ghost there and as he spoke the storekeeper slipped a generous slice of cheese on a cracker and munched it end of chapter eight